Welcome to the Calgary Fitness Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Slim. Hey, listen, this one is an amazing episode. So make sure you uh, listen to the full episode with Karen Salenzi, who is a pro fitness trainer with CanFit Pro. Uh, she is she helps a lot of group fitness trainers become the best version of themselves and how to get the best out of the clients. Now, she's also a group fitness instructor as well. And I really love to hear that side of it because we spoke about how she is getting the most out of her clients. Her clients will text her and be like, I'm sorry, I can't make your class tonight. I feel so bad. And it's just, she she goes big by the motto of is if you can measure it, you can change it. So whether that's cycling, whether that's rowing, whether that's lifting weight, whether that's changing time under tempo, progressive overload over a determined period of time is amazing for your fitness goals. So I was really happy to have her on this episode. Uh, if you want more information about her, she throws her social media handles. I believe it's sportgirl40 on Instagram. You can get more information there. Uh, and she throws out her website and everything like that. You can see what she's up to, where she's teaching, and uh, where to get more information if you're looking to become a trainer as well through CanFit Pro. She takes you through the steps of that because that's how I got into the fitness industry, to be honest. I, I wanted to spread my uh, passion for fitness, and it was for people like Karen who really push others to get into it because we all have a gift and we all have something that we can teach and show people. So anyways, listen to the full episode. And if you enjoy this one, make sure you give it a five-star rating. Make sure you leave a text review as well on Apple Podcasts. That would mean the world to me. This is what's going to make the podcast grow, is the ratings, is the comments. And make sure you share it with someone who maybe is looking to become a fitness instructor uh, and they just don't know where to start. Anyways, here's Karen. Karen Salenzi with me on the Calgary Fitness Podcast. Uh, Karen, thank you so much for jumping on because I've just heard amazing things about you. I mean, you're just a wealth of knowledge and I would love to hear just a little bit of a background of who you are and uh, I guess how long you've been in the fitness industry and what we need to know about you. Sure. Well, first off, I just want to say thank you so much for having me on your show today. It's a real pleasure to speak with you. So thank you for that, Justin. Um, so I think that if I were to sum up in a single sentence about who I am and what I do, I help individuals uncover their potential. So I often start conversations with people saying, what is the worst thing that could potentially happen? Because I honestly think that people stop before they even get started. And it's a bit of my mission to help people see everything that they have to offer to the world. So um, a little bit about myself. So I am a pro trainer with CanFit Pro, and I work in the fitness instructor specialist division. So CanFit Pro is Canada's largest fitness industry. We certify fitness professionals um, in personal training, in group fitness instruction, and that is what I do. So I run uh, multi-day workshops to help get people that are interested in teaching group fitness certified. And I walk them through the steps of coming to a three-day workshop class with myself where we go through a whole bunch of information that they'll need to know, not only to successfully pass their exams, but also just to be amazing fitness instructors. It's a stepping off point. Um, and I take them right through to the end of that where they eventually receive their certification through both a written theory exam and a practical exam. So in addition to that, I'm also an ICG master trainer. 
and ICG is a company affiliated with Life Fitness, and I work for that division for North America. So I travel across the country, um, helping individuals understand everything that the bikes have to offer, and also how to teach with power, and it's called Coach by Color. So that's what I do with ICG. In addition to that, I write fitness articles, write profiles for international companies. I present at national fitness conferences. I like to educate individuals as to not only how to run a great class, but the reasons behind what makes certain exercises important and uh, how, to, how to just run a class that's not just a cheerleader whoop whoop feel good, but how can we actually improve your fitness today? And what can you do tomorrow and the next day and the next day to continue on with that? Because I truly believe that consistency is greater than any type of effort you put in occasionally. Uh, let's see, what else do I do? I run, um, I teach about seven to eight fitness classes a week, ranging anywhere up to 60 participants at a time. So that is a lot of fun. And I am, huh, what else? I'm currently co-authoring a book with a couple of other international authors uh, to help fitness instructors understand how to take the authentic riding experience of training with power indoors into indoor cycling classes. So in a nutshell, that's what I do. Wow. I, I do, yeah, I do a little bit of a little bit of everything. Quite the resume. And the one thing, it, like I saw, so I was I was kind of trolling your website a little bit, and I must have just missed you at the CanFit Pro event, because I was in Edmonton last year. I went to the yeah. Edmonton one, uh, did the um, seminar with Sergeant Ken. I did um, How to Be a Rockstar Coach with Ron McPhee. Yeah. I mean, there was just, it's just a wealth of not, like, learning just going through that. So it's nice to see mm. that, you know, Obviously, we've got some good voices there. So I hope down the road, once we do live events again, maybe you and I can cross paths in person because be I think that that would be fantastic to hear. It really would and be. I, you, you definitely talked about your professional resume, but I want to hear about you when you don't have your fitness instructor clothing on, when you don't have that cap on. Who are you outside <laughs> of that? What do you do in your free time? Oh, my God. Free time? <laughs> uh, so... I have a family. I have two boys. They are 11 and 12. So those are really fun ages right now. That's that's a that's something that I never could have predicted um, going down the path. So um, yeah, a lot of my time is spent with the boys, and the whole situation throughout COVID has been very interesting because, and I don't think I'm alone in this. How do individuals? try to accomplish everything that they're trying to accomplish when they have so many priorities pulling them in different directions. And I feel that for individuals or instructors or any type of fitness professional that can experience what our members or our clients are going through, it just adds another element of what we bring to the table and how we can change their lives. Because if you cannot understand their situation, how can you possibly relate to their challenges? So I, I get I love it. That. Totally. It's like having that empathetic 
behavior with your clients. I mean, you can just go, you can connect on a completely different level. Like it's, it almost feels like that connection once you get that is just, it's so important because I would rather that somebody that I could connect to as, as a, you know, a client, a customer, rather than someone just barking orders at me. Right. And I, and I, you know, I, I'm going to guess that that's what a lot of what your teaching is about when you go through some of those seminars and some of that teaching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, and it's interesting because so I've been in the fitness industry for, uh, well, well over 28 years. If we want to talk about my background, I've got so much information to share just about the journey of getting into it. But I will say this, over that time, you know, there's been some amazing things that I've accomplished. And as I'm going through all of this, I'm experiencing my body literally slowing down and it takes longer to recover and I'm getting more injuries. And I think that that's something that younger instructors or fitness professionals or trainers um, may not truly appreciate because it's something that you have to experience. And once you've experienced an injury or an aging body or nagging feelings or pains or stretching that you know doesn't feel good then you can relate that to the people that you're dealing with so big time big time and Mm -hmm. and one of the things that we spoke about before we even started recording and we were just going back and forth on email but you do have a background in rowing Mm -hmm. and i'd love to hear kind of your background in rowing and and do you teach any rowing now or or where do you where's your trajectory on rowing i wish i did well if you don't mind i'd love to take a moment and just step back to the very beginning with how everything, how I got involved in this, because I think it's a really interesting story. And it just really goes to speaking about uncovering your potential, which is something that I really believe is very important. So I grew up in a, well, outside of Red Deer. So it was about a 30 minute drive into Red Deer and spent all my life there from, you know, the day I was born until I was 17 and came to Calgary here. But because it took so long to drive into the city, um, sports or extracurricular activities was not something that we did a lot of. It was just a lot of effort. And it was a really small school that I went to. There was 32 people in our graduation class. So when you think about sports teams or exposure to sports, um, if you don't have that opportunity, where do you find it? So I was really active as a child. I rode my bike a lot. I ran a lot, but I didn't have exposure to anything that could take me above and beyond. So then I came to Calgary and lived in residence. And one of the people that I lived in residence was uh, Katrina Lemaidon. So nobody knows who that is. Right, exactly. So (laughs) just amazing lady. And I remember, you know, this is first year residence university. I was 17. I moved to a big city. It was kind of crazy. But here was this woman that took everything that she chose to do. Her training took precedence over. So, you know, were going out and being silly and eating pizza at two in the morning. She was getting her sleep. She was eating properly and she was training hard day in and day out. So it was really interesting to have that exposure because I'd never had anything like that before growing up where I did. And then uh, living in res again, 
I don't know if it was the time, Justin, or just it was fate, but I actually, as a result of going to the University of Calgary, I know quite a few Olympic champions. Um, so I actually joined the rowing club. Amazing. We used to row in the reservoir, you know, six in the morning, six at night. It was an absolutely incredible experience. And again, how I got into it is someone just said, hey, you know, why don't you check this out? And I did. And it really appealed to me, the structure and the team aspect and just the exposure to everything. It's a beautiful sport. It's a highly effective sport. Uh, and one of my teammates, again, was Heather McDermott, who, again, represented Canada at the Olympics, winning silver medal. And just the coaches that I had exposure to and the types of training, it was also very powerful and structured. And it really struck a chord with me that I like this. If you train a certain way, you can do amazing things. So very fortunate to have amazing mentors and exposure to this. And um, I graduated from university with a Bachelor of Education degree and started teach or pardon me, started working in the finance uh, arena and got away from the sports until I found triathlons. And again, just surrounded by amazing people um, and worked with a wonderful coach here that I'd love to introduce you to because I think that you did a lot of speaking with him as well, uh, Calvin Zareski with Critical Speed Racing. Extremely talented man, um, you know, world Xterra champion several times now. And again, an aging, a master's athlete, so really speaks to what you can do over the span of your career. And um, continued in triathlons and competed at world championships in Spain. So again, all of this coming from a background where I had no exposure to any type of sports. And then all of a sudden you find yourself surrounded by these amazing people that can show you that you can do anything. So after that, got into bodybuilding and again, worked with some amazing people. That's how I made my connections with some of the gyms that I'm working at now. And uh, that led me into group fitness. But the thing about group fitness was, and I've, I've attended group fitness for years, yeah. had fun, good times, but it, I felt that it lacked structure and I didn't feel that I was necessarily increasing my fitness from the classes that I was going to. And I think that's really important because it speaks to the type of instructor that you want to become. So that was a really long story about rowing. So let me get back to rowing. I do not teach rowing. I would love to teach rowing, but unfortunately the few specific rowing clubs have faced difficult times. Many have closed down um, and never had the opportunity. Uh, although I have a great story about Sergeant Ken because I was presenting at CanFit Toronto, or was it in Vancouver? I can't remember. Oh yeah, no, it was in Vancouver and uh, got to know him very well because we were both presenting there. What a great guy. Like, amazing. Just so amazing. awesome energy. Just a yes. great guy. Yeah, yes. totally. And he of course teaches um, certification for the water rower course. So I would love to do 
Can you imagine doing a class with him? <laughs> like, so I mean, he's crazy. like the scariest, but the nicest guy I think I've ever met, right? Total teddy bear. Yeah. Total teddy bear. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It just mm -hmm. makes you laugh. Like, I really appreciated that. And the reason I wanted to ask about rowing was like, I mean, I am so scared of to hear someone with a rowing back. Like, it, <laughs> oh, it's just frightening. But I, I, something I wanted to connect there that you mentioned, it was just like you, you got your, your schooling and education and you ended up in the finance field. So where's the connection? Like, how, how come you didn't continue with education or finance? Why, why are you in the fitness sphere for now 28 plus years? So, well, it's interesting because a very large part of what I do right now is educating people, not only through the formalized pro trainer role with CanFit Pro, not only with ICG as a master trainer for North America, but I teach people about fitness every single day. If we're doing an exercise, I'm explaining why we're doing it or we're talking about forms. So I definitely still do teach. And the whole finance thing, um, because I've worked with people through their investments, there's also a lot of education happening there. Quite honestly, the reason I never went into formalized teaching was the practicums just about killed me. I did early childhood education and you get a fresh batch in the morning and then they go home and you get a second fresh batch in the afternoon. So it was, uh, I I really respect teachers, but going through that experience, no way that I could continue on with it. Totally. And I think now the people that have, you know, worked with you, they would be grateful and, and, you know, just feeling amazing that you ended up in this traje trajectory, this path. I think that's, that's kudos to you because I've only heard good things um, along the way. Um, one thing that I wanted to, to talk about is the group fitness itself. And mm -hmm. I, I want to get to your training specifically in just a little bit, but the first thing I want to see, or what I wanted to ask you is, you mentioned that you know group fitness in order to see a result, like you mentioned that you weren't seeing the results. So, what is it about an instructor that really, really helps someone see the goals that they're trying to accomplish? Mm -hmm. What a great question, Justin. Now, first off, I do want to say that I really do believe that there is a fitness instructor and a fitness class for every single person. I don't think that there is simply one right way to do it. But if you come and train with me, we're working to get results. And not just results that you think that you're getting, but actual measurable results. And that's why I love teaching classes where we've got choreography that we can follow, uh, week over week where we can actually increase or see progressive overload uh, on the weights that we're lifting. But in addition to that, with cycling as well, we work with power and power in the form of watts. And when you can measure it, you can change it. So I will often say to people in my classes, we're going to be doing some work today and it's going to be work that you'll be able to track and measure because I want you to get stronger because nothing breaks my heart more than seeing the same person seven years later doing the exact same workouts with the exact same weights. And that's not to say that maintenance is a bad thing, but if they don't understand what they're doing or their potential, they'll never reach it. So I like to peel back those layers. I have... I have 
created massive changes for grandmothers in some of my classes where I now have a grandmother who is as strong as or even stronger watts per kilo to some of the male athletes in my class. So, I love that. And it's like, I love that you said that you like to, you know, um, peel that onion because there's more to it than just the training that goes into it, right? It's oh. like, it could be psychological. It could be emotional. Mm. It could be, you know, even external factors like lack of sleep, maybe the caffeine oh. before, or even the meal you had before. So really understanding that and understanding it's not just sets and reps. I love to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I, I like to encourage people to train like an athlete because we know that the strongest, most successful people when it comes to any type of physical uh, physicality are athletes. The people that walk in with a plan, they take their recovery seriously, they take their nutrition seriously, and they see improvements as a result. And once you find that first step of improvement, you want more, which is just brilliant. And that's that is my key. That is why I have people coming back week after week after week or texting me saying they can't come to my class, <laughs> like letting me know I can't come to your class. This is what I'm going to do at home. I'm like, fantastic. Accountability. And, you know, it doesn't have to be drill sergeant like it's um, it's about creating accountability in a sense where you can really achieve something. And I'm here to help you achieve that. But only if you want it. And, you know, there are going to be people that don't appreciate my style of teaching. But thankfully, I have found that the mass majority of people that do attend my classes really appreciate what I'm doing. And they keep coming back because of that. Here's the thing, too. And like, so I treat I teach group fitness as well. And the one thing that I, I, I will say, too, is I am loud I am excitable, right? And I'm not going to apologize for that, right? Because that's who I am when I'm teaching in, the, in that environment. And I, I want people to be prepared for that because some people enjoy, you know, um, hearing more of a, like, a, like clear instructions on the microphone or, or whatever, right? And, and that's what I achieve for as well or strive for. But there's also that part of me is like, man, this is a good tune. Let's turn up the volume. Let's make sure that we're working hard throughout this, um, this certain song, right? And I, I don't know. I, I don't think as a group trainer, um, you should apologize for having, who you are. How do you yeah. feel about that? Yeah. I mean, let's face it. If we were all one type of personality life would be very boring. So, you know, and it's funny because I make jokes all the time, you know, at the beginning of class, when you're doing a sound check and I'll often say, okay, gang, how's the volume of the music? And, you know, thankfully most of the time people are in agreement because you'll always have those situations where one person's like, turn it louder and someone else is turn it down. But thankfully, you know, everyone's fairly consistent and I, I, I know who's going to ask for what. Um, but then also the sound check. I'll be like, how's my voice? Can you hear me okay? Because my husband tells me I sound shrill a lot. And that always gets a joke, right? So I think that your personality has to come through because you have to be relatable because nobody wants to come and just watch a robot up there on stage. They want to catch your enthusiasm and your excitement and they want to be able to relate to you. So I think personality, take it away. Because you know what? The people that don't like your personality, 
they have choices and we have to be authentic. We have to be our authentic self. And when it works, it works beautifully. I love that. And that's that, you know, and, and another mention, another thing that you mentioned too, is like early on, you were talking about, you don't feel that there's one specific fitness group that it, or fitness class that is the perfect one, right? It's, it's so individualized, right? Mm -hmm. So I have a question just in regards to like, if someone's listening or watching right now and they're like, yeah, but what's going to get me the best results? I'd love to hear your response to that. Like, People want blueprints. They want something tangible. They want something that they can grab onto. But I guess what's your response to that? Wow, you are not throwing me any softballs today, are you? <laughs> <laughs> so it's an absolutely brilliant question because um, in the multi-day workshops that I teach, I'm teaching them about science. And this is the way that the human body works. And this is your actual true work to rest ratios. And this is how a class format should be set up. Does it happen that way outside once we step out these classroom doors? And it doesn't. And that becomes very clear because people start saying, but I don't understand. The class that I went to last week was nothing like this. So we had a great conversation. I just ran a class uh, workshop a couple of weeks ago. And one of the questions came up was, Karen, if you're teaching me the correct stuff, and this is how fitness truly works, why aren't more people doing it? And I said, it's just like the diet industry, okay? There are going to be different diets that work for different people, but at the end of the day, science shows us that there's one true way that the majority of people will lose weight. But that's not always sexy and that's not always fast enough. And that doesn't seem, it seems a little bit too simple to work. But in reality, it is simple if you do what you're supposed to do. So just like the diet industry, which is a multi-billion dollar industry, we in the fitness industry face the same challenges. Do you teach a class that is physiologically sound, safe, efficient and fun or do you start doing what the trends and fads are and lose yourself and lose your participants potential safety and progression at the same time so I think that I've found a pretty good way of bringing the science and the entertainment together and again speaking to what type of instructors there are I think that you have educators and you have entertainers and where you fall within that spectrum is going to make all the difference and I think I've found a pretty good balance with with how I do it and we get results and I love that I want results for my people as much as anyone else does totally and and the big the, the one thing that I like to say is um the three things that I like to keep my classes are safe, fun, and are you seeing results? Mm -hmm. the, and in that order too, right? Because I feel that safety always has to be number one. Um, one thing that you did mention as well, and I just wanna, before we go back to some of the questions that I sent you on email, I, I wanted to ask, you, you mentioned about progressive overload. Mm -hmm. Now, some people, when they hear progressive overload, they think about adding five pounds to their weights maybe every single week. Like, how do you measure progressive overload? And, you know, how, how, do you, how do you measure when people are seeing results? 
Mm -hmm. So great question. It completely depends on the format of the class that you're teaching. So I want to bring you back again to think about how an athlete trains. Now an athlete trains using um, uh, intervals. So they work out for a set period of time and there's several different ways that you can progress that workout. You can progress it as in greater intensity, longer duration, shorter recovery, more repetitions, more sets. There's a hundred ways to adjust a single workout so that you could make multiple workouts from it. So in group fitness class, where we may not have that consistency of the people coming every week or seeing them two or three times a week, it gets very difficult, right? And we see that a lot of fitness in, um, instructors switch up their choreography or their formats or their exercises week after week after week because they don't want people to get bored. So that's a great question. How do you measure progressive overload when you have an instructor who's switching things up every single week? with no rhyme or reason. So the question that you asked me is very multi-layered because I'm fortunate because I get to choose the classes that I teach, therefore I get to set it up, allow me to progress those individuals' fitness week over week over week. For example, in cycling, we've got, I have a um, micro cycles and meso cycles that we go through throughout the year that correspond with you know, where are we in the season? What are we working on? Are we going to work on VO2 max? Are we going to work on anaerobic work? Are we going to work on aerobic base? So in my classes, people know that over the next six weeks, this is what we're working on. And every single week is going to get a little bit harder because I'm going to adjust one of those factors that we talked about, intensity, duration, rest, recovery, etc. And if you miss a week, just know that the following week might feel a little bit harder than it should because you missed a step. So in something like cycling, where you can actually measure their watt output, it's, it's huge because you see week after week and not every day and not every week and not every workout is going to be your best workout. And we can't expect to see that. And we know that with things like cycling, Throughout the season, you're going to have a higher functional threshold power than you do. Um, but that's why we track it, because we can actually track your fitness. Now, something like a muscle pump class or a body pump class that you would see at a Les Mills, um, they, they do tend to keep the choreography for at least two weeks. Um, but, you know, when you're doing that many reps... I mean, at the end of some of those classes, you can be doing a thousand reps throughout the class. So yeah, you can progress your weights, but I'm telling you, if you're doing a hundred squats in a matter of five minutes, at what point is that weight going to be too much for your joints and ligaments tissue to deal with? So it all comes down to, does the instructor truly understand what they're doing? Do they have a way of measuring that intensity, therefore that progression, and can it be done in a safe, fun, and efficient manner? And I'm with you on that. Like those, the three things that you cover, 
hundred percent. And I will always say to people in my classes where we're lifting weights, look, form first, always. Then increase your range of motion, then increase your weights. Because if you don't have good form or good range of motion and you're adding more weights, you're not helping yourself. If you can't do it, you have no business doing that exercise with any weight at all. I love that. I, I, I love that. And, and you have to be frank with the, with the people sometimes and say, you have no business, right? And, it, and it's, you know, maybe doing it in a little bit of a different way. You have to know the clients, right? And understand how they're going to take that feedback. But at the same time, I would 100% agree with you because some movements, if you're not getting that range of motion, I mean, you just have to pull pull back a little bit. And that's not a bad thing. It's not you a bad thing. You can still get the muscle contracted just fine in a body weight movement. So I, I love to hear that. Uh, one of the things that... Um, I mean, you're a very busy person. I mean, you, your, your pedigree is just, it's so amazing, but you're still teaching classes. And I, I'd like to know, I mean, why do you like to keep your skills sh uh, sharp? Do you enjoy the connection with people? What's your favorite thing about teaching classes? Oh, such a great question. Um, yes and yes. I love to keep my skills sharp. I love to connect with the people. If I ever have to give a class up, I'm just in agony because I feel like I'm letting those people down because you're on a journey with them, right? Like these people, you are now a part of their life. They have arranged their schedule to come and work out with you. So, you know, there's been a few instances where I've had to switch up my schedule because something comes up and I can no longer cover a class. And it's always a very, very hard decision. Um, and, you know, I am the first to admit the more classes that I teach, the worse my own training gets um, when it comes to cycling or lifting weights because I'm trying to give them as great an experience as possible. And I know I'm teaching too many classes. The most injured people you will meet in this profession are the instructors. Um, so yeah, maybe it's a little bit of stupid pride. Maybe it's a little bit of, you know, these people are my community. They're my tribe. I, I want to be with them. So I'm, you know, I'm pretty smart about classes where I can take a role where I can just coach and rather than do it, cause it's not my workout. It really is their workout. Um, so I've got a lot of classes, especially if my classes are oversold. Yeah. I'll give up my equipment to let another person work out because I can coach them through it. They don't need to see me doing it necessarily. I'm much better coaching form when I can walk over and make adjustments or suggestions. So um, I just, I love it. I, um, you know, I'm typically a very shy person. So <laughs> for me to put on a microphone and jump around in the center of a room wearing Lycra, is not really something that you would expect me to do, but for some reason, I really thoroughly enjoy it. So it's a combination totally. of everything. Love it. That's your identity yeah. right there, yeah. right? Absolutely. Um, I want to know too, what is your training split like then? Like, how are you training yourself personally when you're so busy? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, well, COVID has disrupted a lot of things, obviously. So I... Um, Pre-COVID, and of course with my cycling, it all depends on the season because uh, during the warmer weather, I'm outside a lot more for much longer durations. 
but typically what I would do is I would do 6 a.m. Um, training for my own cycling in the mornings on Mondays, uh, Wednesdays, and Fridays, and then a long ride on the weekend. And weights I would sneak in whenever I could, simply because when it comes to cycling, weights are not a necessity. They're more of a maintenance thing, keep things working properly. But really, you don't want to put on extra muscle because it's going to slow you down on the bike. Um, so it really depends on what my focus is for that year or that season, etc. cetera. Uh, right now, I'm doing a lot of uh, body strength. So we're doing a lot of uh, workouts where you don't need equipment because we've just come off of six months where people didn't have access to equipment. So we were using our body for a lot of the exercises and classes. And I, you know, I love it. I, I love lifting weights, but being able to move your body in a smooth and strong and coordinated fashion is something that I think we don't place enough emphasis on in the fitness industry. So, yeah. <laughs> awesome. I love that. Um, a couple more questions here while I still have you. I want to be respectful for your time. But um, I just want to know, if you were to pick three characteristics that makes a really good fitness instructor, what would those three be? Mm, great question. First and foremost, I would have to say humble. Because you're going to be walking into a room where you don't know anyone's background you only know your own and you're trying to relate to potentially 60 other people there in front of you. So there has to be a certain amount of humility in realizing that not only may you not be the strongest or the fittest person in that room, but you have to understand that other people in that room will also be in that situation. Uh, secondly, I think that you have to be sensitive, sensitive to some of the challenges that people are going through, sensitive to the feedback that you're receiving from the people in the room, and also sensitive to the company that you're working with. Um, you know, at the end of the day, we represent the company that we work for. And what are they trying to accomplish? And are you a good fit? Because if you don't align with what the company or the corporation wants from you, should you really be representing them? So I think that as instructors, we have to be sensitive to our employers, our people, and also our own abilities. And the third, huh? Oh gosh, I'm, I'm just going to say it. You got to be fun. People have to want to be around you because they're not going to show up if they don't like you. Plain and simple. I think that's yeah. that. Those are awesome. Those are really, really good. And I'm glad you didn't say things like you have to know the textbook and you have to know the queuing. Like it, like those are personality traits that I think, you know, can be not only translated in the fitness world, but in real life outside of fitness, too. Right. I mean, if you're if you're, you know, let's say you're a part time cop or something like that, same th or a full time cop, but then a part time fitness instructor. Same idea. Right. You want to have those three qualities. I think that those are those are amazing qualities to have a fun um, cop. Fun cop, right? You never, yeah, exactly. Um, I want to know a final question here while I still have you. Um, so if someone's listening right now and they're thinking, yeah, I'm really into fitness. I work out on a regular basis. I want to help people achieve their goals. I guess 
tell like take them through the steps from like the ideation into actually taking action into becoming a fitness instructor. Mm -hmm. So um, first would be to understand yourself and what type of classes really appeal to you. One of the first things I say in the first day of my workshop is tell me about the type of instructor that you think you are. And then at the end of this, we're going to go back and revisit that and tell me if you learned anything about yourself that might steer you in a different direction. Because, you know, becoming a fitness instructor, there's a whole lot of different ways that you can do this and you can accomplish this. And it doesn't just stop at teaching fitness classes, right? I mean, you can, you, like myself, you can go off in a thousand different directions, which is fabulous. It appeals to some people more so than others. Um, secondly would be, okay, do you then want to look at getting a provincial certification or a national certification? Um, and some people choose to teach fitness classes without getting certified. And I would really strongly recommend against that because you're just putting yourself at risk. Um, you can't get insurance if you're not a certified group fitness instructor. And we are a professional body. You know, we have people's livelihoods and safety in our hands. We need to know what we're talking about. So that would be my second step is, do you want to be provincial or nationally certified? Because there's pros and cons with both. And then thirdly, who's, who's the type of instructor that you find the most appealing? Because then you'll want to seek out someone who can teach you, that can be your mentor, and that you can shadow after you go through the steps of becoming certified and getting certified. That's the, that's probably the easiest part in the whole journey because you work with someone who is going to help you prepare to pass exams and they're going to be your sounding board, but the rubber really hits the road after you get that certification because then it's like, okay, I now have the power in my hands. And how do I ensure that that power is used for good? And it's about finding places that you agree with the methodology that they teach and want to be associated with. So you can look me up on uh, CanFit Pro. I'm, I love teaching people to become fitness instructors. And uh, my website, I've got all the information listed there. Um, it's, it's quite a seamless process. We really walk you through it. We make it fun and I, I'm there for my people after the fact as well. So, Wicked. Uh, Karen, uh, I'm glad that you mentioned your website, but where can people find out more about you? Like your website, are you on social media? And I'd like you to throw out some information on the classes, where you're teaching, and if people are able to come and try those classes. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for that, Justin. So social media, I am on there a little bit. Uh, my website is calgaryfitnessinstructortraining.com. Uh, it's a little bit of a long one. Or you can look me up on um, Facebook. I've got my, um, my personal Facebook page is Karen Salenzi. Look me up. Hey, uh, Instagram. I am sport girl 40. I'm trying to remember all these names cause I just go on my computer and it's there. It's like my own <laughs> phone number. I don't have to remember it. Yeah. Um, and then of course I'm also listed with CanFit pro on, on their list of pro trainers as well. 
And where do I teach at? Oh, so I teach at Jamovement, uh, which is the old World Health and Spa Lady combined. So we've got Jamovement and her Jamovement, but I teach a lot of the classes at the North Hill location right now. We also have a virtual offering, Jamovement Go, where it's like the Netflix of fitness. So you can get a membership there and you can try to whole bunch of different classes. And I teach a number of different formats there. And I also uh, teach at Peloton Cycling, which is just down in the Beltline area. And we work on ICG bikes there. So we're working with those power metrics to ensure that we're getting you stronger and we can see those advancements in fitness all the time. And then I work at a couple of smaller places that are not open to the public. So that's me. Wicked. Uh, Karen, before I let you go, is there anything else that you wanted to add? Anything else that you wanted to throw out there? Yeah, you know, I just, I really want to encourage people to take the step because I think that for the most part, fitness professionals want people to succeed. We want people to succeed. We want them to feel good. We want them to come back, but we also want you to become your own advocate. So yeah, if you come to a class of mine, I'm going to have you exercise, but you're also going to leave with a lot more knowledge than you did when you came in. And that is because I want you to one day go beyond what I have to offer. And that's, I think, why I love teaching fitness classes so much because so many of the people that come to my classes have now turned into fitness instructors themselves. And I'm like, I must be doing something right if I can move someone from being a participant to a leader. And that just makes me so happy. So it's all about creating mini-me's. So don't ever be afraid to ask your fitness instructor or any type of fit pro for assistance because we want people to succeed. Awesome. Nice way to leave it. Um, I'm going to stop the recording. Just hang out with me, for, uh, with me for one second, but thank you. This was amazing. You bet. Thanks. Thanks for tuning in for this episode of the Calgary Fitness Podcast with Karen Salenzi with CanFit Pro. If you enjoyed the podcast, make sure you go over to Apple, to Spotify, make sure you give it a rating, a five-star rating, make sure you leave a review as well. That would mean the world to this podcast as we're trying to make it grow and we're trying to give the best information for Southern Alberta about the fitness community because it is a large community, but there are so many voices out there that we want to give people the opportunity to share their stories, why they're getting into this and why they're helping people. So would love if you could do that for me. Take five seconds to leave it a five-star rating. Have a good one. See ya.